We have been talking for some time now, and I want you to repeat this, on the subject of the power. Come on, everyone here. The power power. of agreement. agreement. Now, I know some of you are masked, but still, through the mask, I want to hear you uh, say it loud like you're saved and you're COVID-free and proud. The power. power. No, keep it on now. The power power. of agreement. Some of y'all blowing too hard. No, no, no. Keep it on. (laughs) The power, the power of agreement. Now, we have, and this comes from the subject that Holy Spirit had delivered to me last year, and it's dealing with uh, the old covenant type of faith versus the New Testament faith or new covenant faith for the new creation in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to stay in that vein But the last couple of weeks since we've resumed in-person worship, the last couple of messages have been somewhat prophetic in nature. And I want to uh, kind of stay in that vein today. And we're going to continue that inquisition on the subject of the power of agreement dealing with new covenant faith. And it's very important because the just shall live by his faith. We walk we live, we walk, we live, we live, we walk by faith and not by sight. It's essential because you live from God's in-birth persuasion. If you want to live a successful, godly, God type of life, the God type of life, it's imperative that you stay in his word. Today... Now, last week we talked about being strong in your faith, remaining firm, if you will, in your faith, talking about the believer this week for a subheading under the power of agreement. I want to share with you uh, from the subheading, stay in character. Will you say that? Stay in character. Now, what I mean by that. As new creations in Christ, we are ambassadors, God's representatives in the earth. We are co-laborers with God. We represent God in the earth, being that when people see us, men of God, they should see Christ first. They should see nothing but Christ illuminating from us. That way, when they see Christ, it will bring glory to the Father. But we have to remain in character. And that character is walking as Jesus would walk. It is living again from his finished work. Are you following? That's why, uh, and, and see the thing, when we don't, Walk in character. People call you hypocrites or hypocrite. In the Greek, hypocrite, uh, hi- hypocrite li- literally means an actor under an assumed character. <laughs> the word hypocrite, it literally means an actor under an assumed character. In other words, you are not who you are say. You're not who you say you are. You are perpetrating a fraud 
when you say that Jesus is Lord, but he's not illuminating through your life. So people call you a hypocrite. Why? You're not the character that you should be portraying. You are an imposter. Are you with me? So I want to talk about staying in character. Second Timothy. Now, again, just a brief conspectus of this particular letter, his last letter of Apostle Paul. He's in prison yet again. And he's chained. And oftentimes when these guys were chained in these dungeons, they weren't chained by themselves. They were often chained to other prisoners. But the Apostle Paul, even though he was chained to the prisoners, he found himself lonely. Why? Because there are many that abandoned him in the faith. <laughs> so he, he, he writes to encourage them. Now, now again, this is his last letter. And he, he recognizes that his earthly life was coming to an end. So now, now understand this. knowing that his life is about to come to an end, he looks beyond himself, not even concerned about himself, but he's more concerned about you and I. So, So he looks past himself and his circumstances, and he expresses his concern to Timothy as well as believers everywhere. And as I stated last week, he warns them, and see, I want you to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. He warns them, Mother Mary, that in the end times, which we are in now, we are closer to Christ's return than we were even last this time last week. But he warns them that in the end times, there will be both intense persecution and apostasy. Now, even during this teaching on the power of agreement, we've never said that things won't try to come against you. (laughs) But we have declared that when you make the word of God your buttress, when you make the word of God your defense, it puts you in an unassailable place. And let me declare this. If you are suffering, it should be as a result of your righteous stand for Jesus. Being that you're meeting persecution, you're meeting all types of opposition because of your faith in God. Not struggling because of bad choices and, you, and you're saying that's God's way of getting your attention. Are you with me? So he warns them that in end times both persecution and apostasy or desertion from the Christian faith will come. Are you hearing me? Just look around you. Social media, the news, in Christian churches, in Christendom. And and just let me say this. You know that you are waning when you're no longer passionate about your purpose in God, that is. You're no longer you're no longer zealous when it comes to sharing men of God, your faith. Remember, we have to stay in character no matter what. There is waning 
in your worship. That's a good sign that perhaps I am on that track or that road of desertion. Are you with me? Just it, it, again, you can look around you and see the dereliction or the forsaken or the abandonment of people's faith. So here, Paul's last words of encouragement to Timothy, write these down again. I share them. He's encouraged, he encouraged Timothy and he's encouraging us to do these same things in the days of persecution. Okay? And abandonment or the enemy trying to get you to abandon your faith. Number one, you must persevere in your faith. So in the only way that you're going to persevere, persevere from his faith, I have to remain steadfast in the hearing and declaration of his word. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, I wish somebody would wake up and say amen, the spoken word of God. It's okay because I'm preaching to the nations. You don't have to get excited. There are people who are watching who are being blessed, so it does not matter. So number one, persevere in faith. Two, you have to proclaim this gospel of Jesus by remaining passionate for him. Number three, remain firm in sound doctrine. Sound, right, true doctrine. There are a lot of doctrines, but there's only one true doctrine. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Not one of many truths. He is the truth. Being that everybody else can't be the truth. Are you here? And the fourth thing he encouraged them is to stay clear of reckless individuals. <laughs> Watch out for wicked or, or being in the presence of wicked men. Watch this now. That's inside the body as well as outside the body. Don't you dare for one minute think that wicked people do not exist in the kingdom. Are you with me? 2 Timothy 4 verses 3 through 5. Verse number 3. For, I trust that you are hearing what God is saying. Say this. Self I have to stay in character. I have to stay in character. In other words, I, listen, and he, you got to remember, as I stated last week, he encouraged the man of God to remain firm in this to the end. That's why he could say, listen, I fought a fight. I kept the faith. In other words, he said, I endured. I stayed. I remained in character all the way through. For the time will come I, Hold on. And, and there are people even watching. Watch this now. You are using COVID-19 as a compromise as to why there's no more regularity in my worship. And it's nothing more. Watch this. It's nothing more, man of God, than a trick of the enemy to cause a diversion. Because you, you, I may stay secluded 
at home on Sundays, but every other day out of the week, I'm anywhere that I can be to do what I want to do. You have to be discerning that the devil would desire to sift you as wheat. But I'm like Jesus. I'm praying for you that your faith in him fail you not. I hope you are hearing what God is saying. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, saints, and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth, but wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing. They will accumulate. Listen, you have to stop living like Jesus isn't coming back. And one of the things that this COVID-19 has done, it has put people in a place of complacency and tolerance to such a degree that they're no longer aware of their spirituality. In other words, they're not even conscious that they've gotten off the right path. Just going through the motions. And some have even reverted back to living the way you used to live. In other words, man of God, they've gotten out of character. But wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, they will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another chosen, to satisfy their what? Own desires and to support, here it go, the errors they heard and will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander, and you see this today, wander off into myths and man-made fictions and will accept the unacceptable. And you have believers now who were once grounded and rooted in the word who are now have it, who have now accepted, Brother Frederick, the unacceptable. <laughs> See, listen, that's why you have to watch as well as pray. And, and that just doesn't mean looking on the outside. You have to be discerning of when you are going wayward. Because the further you get away, the harder it is for you to make your way back. Are you here? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you losing your salvation. I'm talking about you wandering away. From God. Verse 4, and they would turn their ears away from the truth and wander off into myths and man-made fixes and will accept unacceptable. Verse number 5, but as for you, new creation, he's not just... He was talking to Timothy, but he's also talking to believers everywhere. So today, that would be you and I. So, but as for you, and you can insert your name there, whatever your name is, for you, Johnny, but as for you, Susie, be clear-headed in every situation. Do you see this? Remain in character in Every situation. Do you see this? Stay calm and cool and steady. <laughs> Endure. Do you see this? Every hardship without flinching. Do the work. Watch this. <laughs> Although everybody may not have 
the calling, the ministry-wise, of an evangelist. Every believer is called to evangelize. Do the work of an evangelist. Are you here? What do they do? They are bearers of good news, good things. Are you with me? So he says, endure hardship without flinching. Do the work of the evangelist. Fulfill what? The duties of your ministry. Remain in character. Stay in your purpose. Don't forfeit your purpose. And as I stated last week, it bears repeating. Look what's going on in the world. There are things contending or fighting for your faith. There are people, there are things that's trying to pull you away from your faith. Look at the racial divide. The economic quandary. Political pugnaciousness. And may we add spiritual warfare <laughs> and whatever other little thing I failed to miss, but you know that you are dealing with. So there, and, and, and may I say this, if you're not solid in your faith, in present times, you will eventually abandon your faith. It, I say it again. In challenging times, times of perplexity, if you're not grounded in your faith, you will eventually abandon the faith. That's what he meant by the time is coming when people will no longer, I used to like the truth, but I don't want it now. I used to enjoy living right, but I no longer have a taste for it. I want to go back to doing those things I used to do. You have lost You've gotten out of character. Again, you have to see the big picture. Satan is after your agreement. Satan wants your agreement with God. Satan wants you out of harmony. Watch this. And when you're out of harmony, listen, you're nothing more. Then you put yourself in a Sailable place. See, when you are in an unassailable place, you are covered from attack, assault, being questioned. But when you are in a sailable place, that means those attacks, watch this now, they can actually penetrate. Whereas before, there was a force field around you. Now, since, but you got to watch this. I'm no longer in a grid. So if I'm out of harmony, how can I be covered and I'm out of harmony? In, in, in other words, you know, in other words, you say I'm no longer in agreement with you. So since I'm not in agreement, what you provide, I no longer want. Oh. That's why when people get out of harmony, excuse me, watch this now, the first thing they do when that thing penetrates is run back and try to get into harmony. And perhaps that thing never would have happened had you not 
Oh, boy. Again, in times of asperity, you are either being led away from the faith or led to the faith. May I ask you a question? How has COVID-19 affected your relationship with the Lord? Have you found yourself drawing closer to the Father, or is there a great distance between you and the Father? And may I help you? I can answer for a lot of you. So you have to notice he said, remain clear-headed. So the first thing you have to do, remain clear-headed. In other words, remember your assignment. He tells them, fulfill the ministry. In the midst of persecution, guess what we should be doing? Remaining in character. Watch this. <laughs> he says in verse 5, but as for you, be what? Clear-headed in every situation. Stay calm, cool, and steady. You can't let, and, and, and I know we're close to the election, but, and, and with the uh, social unrest, you cannot let this stuff pull you out of character. Yeah. Then too, you have to know your purpose. Just because you don't give a rebuttal for everything that somebody posts, or just because you don't give a rebuttal with everything that you see in the news, does not mean that you are not conscious, nor are you aware of what's going on. You're just remaining calm, cool, and steady, and don't let people pull you out of character. That's why you never see me getting into foolishness, because especially on, face, uh, on social media, because I don't let what's going on around me pull me out of character. I realize that my citizenship is of the kingdom of heaven, and the directives that I get come from another place. Or are you with me? So Satan, he's after your agreement. He's after your witness. Because, watch this now, if I get out of character, I'm no longer Sister Williams representing Christ. So the light is no longer on him. It's on you now. <laughs> the light is never supposed to be on you. Hey, ah, the light is never supposed to be on you. Why? Because you can't save anybody. The light is supposed to be on Jesus. We are supposed to remain in character. We, listen, we, when we get out of character, that's what dims the light. And guess what? It kills the witness, and you're called a hypocrite. Why? Because you're just an actor. Acting like. So you want to stay in character. Let me show you something. 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12. Anybody here? Are you getting this? Who's getting this? Listen. I, 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 let me slow it down because the passion in my voice is, is there because... You have to realize what Satan is trying to do. And you have believers wander around as if they are oblivious 
that uh, once again, that Jesus is even, he can crack the sky open at any moment. But will he find you in character? <laughs> Are you with me? Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world. Notice earlier I said my citizenship is of the kingdom of heaven. We are in this world, but not of this world. So it should be a great distinction between the real and the fake. Oh, man. People should be able to, they should be able to identify, Brother Wilson, the real from the imposter. Wow. Notice he said, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from the sensual urges, those dishonorable desires that wage war against the soul. Listen, and you can see believers, they're getting pulled out of character. Whatever your political persuasion is, that's between you and God. But I'm going to let you, God is neither Democrat or Republican. But let me say something. But, 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 but let me say this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. But when it comes to whoever's in office, we are called to pray for those. <laughs> Listen, it, it, you, you might have whatever kind of thoughts about whomever, but for you, don't let social media or anybody else pull you out of character where it takes the light of Christ and put it on you. Are you here? Keep your behavior. Keep your keep your behavior. There you go. Thank you. Keep your character excellent among what? Unsaved Gentiles. Conduct I'm sorry, conduct yourselves <laughs> well you can't say it, well I, I'm really right but in the context conduct so and if I was real proper I would say Conduct yourself. Conduct yourself honorably, what? With graciousness and, see, you can't do that out of character. So that for whatever reason, they may slander you. As, so when people try to talk about you, but see, it's one thing for them to talk about you and you in character. But it's something totally different when they talk about you and you're out of character. That's what kills the witness. So for whatever reason they want to slander you as evildoers, yet by observing your good deeds, they may, watch this, instead come to who? Glorify who? Why? Because you remained in character even in the midst of insults, of being persecuted. When he looks upon them with mercy. Psalm 119, 165. Let me show you something. So you have to remain in character. 
Because, you, see, you never, see, and this is not something you jump in and out of. See, he's the branch, we are the branches. If you remain in me. <laughs> Minister, it's not something we jump in on Sunday mornings. No, it's every day. Why? Because I'm living from his. My life is hidden in him. Are you here? I was out cycling yesterday, and I, was, I, I might have been at the 10-mile mark and stopped to use the restroom. But when I pulled up, you know, some people just kind of holding around, and, you know, I'm, I had to ride through them to get to the restroom. So I'm like, good morning. Hey, you never know. I always be polite. Then somebody yelled out, Pastor Rex. I'm like, who, who calling me? I said, I know it ain't one of the. Saints. <laughs> we don't believe in exercising. We just pray it away. I receive supernaturally everything I need in Jesus' name. Wait, be gone. She's like, Pastor Rex. And, you know, I'm looking around. She takes it out, and she said her name. And once she said her name, I knew who she was. She's a, a cyclist, um, one of my Facebook friends. And, you know, of course, she introduced herself in XYZ. But my point was after, you know, she rolled off, you know, I was thinking, now, had I been out of character, see, it would have taken the light off of Jesus and put it on. So had I been out there doing some foolery, it would have taken the light off. Are y'all listening to me? I know your mouths are covered, but your ears should be open. Psalm 119, 165. <laughs> See, when you're in character, there, there's no skeletons. Are you here? You don't have to peek and wait till the line gets short so you can go ahead and get that. No, when you're in character, you march right up to the line because you don't have anything to hide. You remember back in the day when you really wasn't totally delivered and you wanted to get that, but you're trying to figure out one if, one if brother so-and-so coming in here today. <laughs> and you wait till that line get down to one person, then you go grab it, yeah, let me, and hurry on up, pull your ID out and... <laughs> there is such watch this give me a couple more minutes sir there is such a great peace and well-being that comes to what lovers of your word and they are never offended now I'm going here for a second because we just seen uh, Peter tells us that our behavior should be excellent and our conduct honorable among the unsaved. Now, uh, offense, or uh, the King James says, and they would never be offended, or okay, it's there, 
um, that word offense, watch this, write this down, it's the Greek word skandalizo. And it simply means a snare or a stumbling block. Here's the portion I want you to get. It means to hinder right conduct or thought to cause to stumble. Did you hear me? So in other words, when I allow these things, man of God, to offend me, it gets me out of the right conduct and the right thought. So when I love that word, when I stay and remain in that word, nothing will get me out of character. But when I am not a lover of the word, that's why you see people in and out, in and out, in and out of character. So it means to hinder right conduct or thought, to cause to stumble, literally to fall into a trap. So whenever we are not lovers of the word, whenever that word is not our defense, guess what? It causes us to get out of the right conduct. We don't have the right thoughts. Why? Prime example, when you get offended, you don't think right, nor do you act right. Once again, you have landed out of character. Just think about it. If you've ever been offended or if you know someone who's been offended, they don't act right. And they definitely don't think right. No matter what you say, it's contorted. Are you with me? Will you say this? I must remain in character. Matthew 5. Matthew 5. What, give me, what, how long have I been up here? Give me a time. Give me a time. Say it again. 34. Okay. Okay. That's good. 34. We need this. Because too many people have gotten out of character. And the sad part, many have gotten comfortable being out of character. And some who are part of this sheep have gotten out of character. Are you here? Part of this sheepfold. You are the salt of the earth. (laughs) But if the salt has lost its taste or its purpose, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything. That's why you have to remain in character. You see, when you get out of character, you've lost your taste. Are you here? But to be thrown out and walked by people when they walk when the walkways are wet and slippery. You are the light of Christ to the world. See, you're not the light. Christ is the light. You are the light of Christ. So the one that should be illuminating, the brightness should come from Christ. Are you here? A city set on a hill cannot be hid, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it on a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light, what, to all who are in the house. Let your light, do you see this? Shine. Let Christ shine before. If I am the light of Christ, who should be shining? 
Christ. So let Christ, will you say this? Let Christ shine before men. See, that's who should be shining, Christ. Let your light, so let your light shine before men in such a way, some of you are afraid to say that for whatever reason you don't believe he's the light, but I guess I have to show you another verse. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and what? Moral, your good character, right? And recognize and honor, watch this, glorify your Father who is in heaven. So we are the light bearers of Christ. We are. Christ is the light. We just let the light work through us, emanate through us, but he is the light. Are you here? But watch this. When we get out of harmony and we take the light off him, Brother Moore, we've lost our flavor. And it's nothing like being a distasteful, bitter believer. Why? Because that person has lost their flavor. They're not good for anything. So guess what? And when the light's out, it, it can't draw. I, watch this. So nobody can gravitate toward it because it's too dark. So why? Get, listen, when the blind lead the blind, they both fall into the ditch. So since you are not a light for me, then I will never be attracted to you. In essence, I will never be attracted to the God that you serve because there is no light emanating woo, from you. John 8, 12, ESV, watch this. This is good. And Jesus, <laughs> talking about the Pharisees, spoke to them, talking about the Pharisees, saying, I, here we go, am who? The light of the world. So Jesus is the light of the world, not us. Jesus is the light. Whoever follows me will what? Not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light. When you live out, when you live out of harmony with Christ, again, the spotlight is no longer, let me say that again. When you live out of harmony with the light, which is Christ, the spotlight is no longer on him. So when I get out of harmony, man of God, the light goes out. Why? Because if you follow me, you won't walk in darkness. So if I want to remain one who remains in character, I have to stay in the light. Let me show you something. It, it, listen, the light is the only one that can save. He is the light of the world. So that means anybody in darkness, the only one that can fix that darkness 
is this light. <laughs> Why? Because he is the light of the world or to the world. Jesus is the light. That's why salvation cannot be found in no other name. Because no other name has this type of light. Hey, are you with me? Psalm uh, 20, 27, verses 1 through 4. <coughs> Excuse me. And the tone of this psalm fits the period of David's flight from his son Absalom. You probably uh, remember the story. I'm sure you do. Many of you are students of the word. Second Samuel, beginning around chapter 13 all the way through chapter 19. Um, so David, he was on the run during this particular penmanship. Uh, Absalom, if you remember, his half-brother slept or raped, rather, his half-sister. And over a period of time, um, he had the half-brother killed. And because he had the half-brother killed, Absalom went on the run from David, thinking that David was after him. So David um, was going to pursue him, but rather he was encouraged to stay back, but he sent others to pursue Absalom, but he told him in, the, in, in this pursuit, you be easy on him. Okay? Now, now, between that time, there was a momentarily or a small reconciliation. Okay? Now, but, but so when David, he told him, listen, when you find him, you deal with him lightly. And, you know, the scripture says that his hair weighed about five pounds. And there was a day where he was, uh, Absalom was riding on his horse, and the scripture says that his hair got caught in some tree branches. So while he was suspended in the air, they seized the opportunity to kill him, which David told him, told them to go easy on him. Okay? So, but to make a long story short, eventually David. Got, you know, got his kingdom back, but but all it, it, it's a good story to read because during that time, you know, Absalom, he, you know, he kind of got uh, started smelling himself, if you will, um, took David's concubines. I mean, he was doing so. He he was he was a nefarious kind of dude. Are you with me? But during that short period of time, David was on the run. So this is when he penned this particular letter. The Lord is my, like there it goes again, and my salvation. And I wanted to show you this because in the midst of all of this, what's going on in the world, you have to remember to stay with the light. <laughs> Why? Because the light is your salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my Stronghold of my life is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When evil, evil doers what? Assail me. There it go. See, assail means to try to attack. But unassailable is when those attacks won't penetrate. 
What evil doers will sell me to eat, my, eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes. It is, it is who? They who stumble. <laughs> Why? Because when you're in character, you don't stumble. Are you here? So notice he says, uh, they stumble and fall. Verse 3, though an army encamped against me, my heart shall not fear the war against me. Yet I will what? Be confident. One thing. And see, and when I read verse 4, I kind of thought about the believers today during this COVID-19. Their desire has left. This man, when he was out on the run, his, his, what was before him, the one thing I desire, I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell. In. How many of you during these last several months have desired to dwell in his presence? And there are many who have gotten out of character and no longer desire to dwell in his presence. How far away have you gotten? One thing have I asked of the Lord that I may seek after, that may I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of his temple. That word salvation is yesha, which means deliverance, rescue, salvation, safety, welfare, prosperity, victory. He said the Lord is my light and he is my rescuer. He is my deliverer. He is my victory. He is my prosperity. He is my safety. So when I remain in the light, there is victory. There is prosperity. There is welfare. There is deliverance. There is rescue. There is safety. Why? Because I'm remaining in the light. Notice how David said, God is the source of his confidence, not himself. He didn't say, I am the light of my salvation. God, are you here, is my light salvation. No, 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 notice he said, he, he didn't even say, I am, the, I am my own refuge. No, he said, the Lord is my stronghold. See, he knew that he was not a light unto himself. He could not save himself. Why? Because as much power as he had, he didn't have the ability to save himself. He wasn't that strong. Then he describes God not merely as light and salvation in general, but rather as, see, you have to make this personal. He's my light and my salvation. Look, notice he said, God's not just a stronghold unto himself, but also a stronghold that David enters into and is surrounded by. Again, he is that in a saleable place. He puts me in that that, see, that's what that safe, that strong, that refuge is a place where I can't be touched. Are you here? So you have to make it personal. And don't treat this as some type of impersonal theology, which is a curse in the church today. What do you mean by impersonal theology? Impersonal theology is when you just leave these scriptures on the page. And never allowing them to accomplish its intended purpose, leading us to know God in a more personal way. No, you have to take this. Per These aren't just empty words. Are you here? 
Watch this. The Lord is who? My light. Light is an evocative figure, evocative figure for almost anything good. I'll say it again. Light is an evocative figure for almost everything good. Truth, knowledge, joy, moral purity, revelation. Are you here? So when, that's why you can understand when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth. Why? Because he is the light. So in light, you're going to find truth. You're going to find joy. You're going to find knowledge. You're gonna, there's going to be purity, revelation. Hmm. Are you here? God is our salvation. Not only is he our light, but he is our salvation. And by, that, and by definition, if someone is your salvation, they are saving you from something. That's why it's so important that you stay in character whereby you can remain in the light. Uh, the next point, and we'll pick up here next week, our stratagem comes from the king. In other words, the way we go about doing things. We get our directive. We get our instructions from the Lord. The weapons that we use aren't the weapons that the world uses. And if you're going to wage war successfully, you have to learn how to use the weaponry that the Lord provides. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.